0: Put your Bibles up there. We're going to start. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak to us. You will reveal your heart to us in such a way that we will not go the way we came in. And we ask this in the most precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Today, I'm going to talk just from here and i have some scriptures from the bible because i want to talk about the baptism of the holy spirit so anybody heard the term baptism of the holy spirit okay it's kind of we think it is related to your pentecostalism by the way word pentecost means 50 you don't need to be scared about it so if you are scared about pentecost today is the good news 50 are you scared about 50 no one is scared about 50. So, so you don't need to be scared about Pentecost. So the word baptism of the Holy Spirit, many times we think the Holy Spirit baptizes. We think something is going to crazy happen. Maybe I'm going to jump eight feet up in the air and I'm going to just go, you know, bizarre. And people are going to think I'm lunatic, lost somewhere. And then I'm going to say, okay, now I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Actually, that's exactly not true. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is, I want, I want to say it like this, is when you choose to realize the presence of God who lives inside and you get lost in the presence of God. That's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that I'm going to take two scriptures. If you have the Bible, you can turn your Bible. Uh, 1 John 2.27 seven. First John 2.27 it goes like this. First John 2 27. I'm reading from New Living Translation. You have received the Holy Spirit and He lives within you. So you no need anyone to teach you what it is true. For the Spirit teaches. Everybody say, the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in the fellowship with Christ. So there is a big Confusion when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The reason is we think the Holy Spirit will come and will mess around. Actually, partially it's true, but Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't mess around without your permission. Amen. Spirit of the prophecy is subject to the prophet. By the way, when we talk about Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit basically means spirit of Jesus. Amen. Spirit of Jesus, that's why Jesus said, I gotta go, I gotta go, I'm gonna come and send one guy, his name is called Parakletos, in Greek means comforter, helper, someone who's gonna stand next to you, abide in you, you abide in him, and he's gonna help you to get to where I have designed. Two things you need to remember, one, Holy Spirit in you, and Holy Spirit upon you. Let's say this one more time, Holy Spirit in me, and Holy Spirit upon me. Okay, what's the difference? Holy Spirit in me is 1 John 2.27. What is that? 1 John 2.27 says, The spirit inside of you leads you. Everybody is a spirit, right? You're all a spirit. The world says there is no spirit. You just have a soul. You have a mind. You have any emotions. You have a willpower. That's it. That's called the soul. And then you live in a body. Whatever the soul tells you do it in the body or whatever other way around whatever the body asks you do it and then just live it but they ignore the spirit part but actually the Bible says we are a spirit everybody say we are a spirit we We have a soul we We live in a body that's why Paul says uh, you are treasures in the jars of clay amen I'm not talking about the band jars of clay but you are treasures in the jars of clay So you and me are a treasure. What is the treasure? The spirit that lives inside of us. So 1 John 2.27 talks about the spirit that lives inside of you. When your spirit is convicted by the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm using the word conviction, not condemnation. Because religion tells you how bad you are. Christ tells you how good he is. Amen. Big difference. Religion always focuses where you messed up. How can you fix your mess? Christ always focus on what he has done and the finished work, the victory that come from the cross. Amen. So the more we realize that presence of God, that's why the spirit inside convicts our spirit, tells us, hey, you need someone to help you to get to where you need to go. So that's why we cry out. Romans says, I cry out, Abba, Father. Of course, nobody says, Abba, Father. In Tamil or in Malayalam, you say daddy or appa or baba, you know, and you, whatever says, that's the spirit. That's why the revelation of God, more than anything else, the revelation of God for you and me is God is our father. Amen. Religion will never tell you God is your father. Kingdom tells you God is our father. That's why the father sent his son to reveal his spirit of love to redeem us back into the family. So that's the first thing, anointing that is in you. The Holy Spirit that is in you leads you to salvation. That's your daily relationship life. Every day you walk with that spirit. You connect with that spirit. That spirit is the one who teaches you. The Bible says when you take a step, the Bible, the spirit inside of you leads you, whether you can turn to the right or to the left. What does that mean? The spirit tells you, hey, if you hang out too long in a barber shop, eventually you're gonna get a haircut. Or if you keep too long hanging out in the bar, and the guys who are gonna say, Just don't drink orange juice, add a little bit on the orange juice. So that's why the spirit inside of you says, This is not the right girl, this is not the right guy. But you are saying, Get behind me, Satan. The spirit says, I'm not Satan, I am your father. You understand? The 14th samosa you want to eat, the Spirit says, I guess you add it for the next three weeks. We are casting our flesh and discipling the demon. And that's why there is so much challenges in the the life. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. What is that one? Everyone knows that verse. What is that verse? It says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Can we read that verse? When the Holy Spirit, I'm going to Pull out the verse. It's a a very beautiful verse. Acts 1 verse 8. It says, You shall receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. In other words, this is a spirit that comes upon you. That's what we call it, baptism of the Holy Spirit. The spirit in you is for your comfort. The spirit that comes upon you is for the benefit of others. Amen. Is it clear? Okay, let's do it again. The Spirit in me is for my comfort. The Spirit in me is for my comfort. The Spirit comes upon me is for the benefit of others. That's why this is more important. The one that is in you is for you, that's to develop your character. The one that is, comes upon you is to bring forth the works and the deeds of Jesus. Amen. So we shouldn't confuse and we shouldn't pay more attention to one. It has to be kept in balance. If you don't keep it in balance, what happens is we focus more on the gifts and less on the fruit. And if we focus more on the fruit and less on the gifts, it's going to become really, that's why the church is kind of divided. Either they are frozen popsicles or holy rollers. They kind of everywhere is spirit is moving. If if the AC doesn't work, spirit is moving brother. For everything. You know, if there is an echo on the speaker, which probably can be rectified by a simple uh, thing, oh, spirit is disturbing. So there are more of that. The other side is extremely like frozen popsicles. It's almost like, you know, no matter what happens, I will not be moved. I mean, they have taken that song, I will not be shaken to another extreme. So I guess somewhere in the middle comes the lifestyle of Jesus. He was so full of the Spirit, but when he looked at his friend Lazarus, Though he knows the power in him can resurrect that guy from dead, he cried. I think we Christians need to show the compassion part of Christ. But at the same time, be vigorous in standing where God has called us to. Amen. So I'm going to just roll here. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Just I wrote down a few points. If you're taking notes, take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. So, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and we are the host of the body. In other words, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. So, this body becomes a host. You become a host. So, when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you, does he feel that he is welcomed the most? Or you feel like, wherever, take a seat, sit down. I'm busy here. How are you treating him? See, We can't live like hell on Saturday and expect the kingdom of God to move like heaven on Sunday. I can't live a messy life on Saturday watching nonsense stuff and listening to gossip and sharing gossip in the name of prayer request. That's what we do, no? You don't say gossip. You don't call somebody and say, Dr. Justin, I'm going to gossip. No, prayer request, brother. Don't tell anyone. Prayer request. The prayer request will keep on rounding everywhere. You know. And then come here and say, Oh, Shekinah glory, Shekinah glory. Now glory will come. It's called nonsense. So I think one of the reality is we don't still get it is Holy Spirit lives in holy body. Amen. Put your hand on your body wherever. I think heart is better. You can say, this body is the host of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to host it in such a way he loved to stay. He loved to hang around. That's your lifestyle. That's the lifestyle of you and me. Not like, oh, you know, somebody will invite you. Have you have any weird uncles in your family? I have a lot. Anyone? Yes. If that weird uncle invite you, how many times you feel like, oh no, I, I wish I had a perfect excuse not to go. You look very holy to me. Maybe I am the messy guy here. Come on guys, let's be honest. Yes, you wish, you are you, thinking, how can I come up with a legitimate excuse that he will believe in such a way that I don't need to go. Yes thank you some few honest hands the rest of you are like maybe you're the one weird uncle for someone anyway but the point is this that's how sometimes holy spirit feels to come upon some of us why because we want to show the great ministry we want to show that everything is working perfectly but inside we are a mess listen the kingdom culture we wrote down here It has to start between me and my wife Eunice. The kingdom culture, it has to start between Isaac and Asha and myself and Eunice. The kingdom culture, it has to start between our staff here. The kingdom culture has to be practiced then here so that people will say, yes, this guy on stage, off stage, real deal. Oh, he's on stage verifier, off stage messed up. My prayer and prophecy over each and every one of you here in Papa's house, out of season in season, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I'm going to give you like 4-5 points how can we embrace and cultivate this baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to first one is this Acts chapter 19 verse 2 Acts chapter 19 verse 2 I'm going to read from Amplified One. It says, And he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So what is my first point? It is an experience that we need in our life. It is an experience to be desired. Holy, baptism of the Holy Spirit is an experience. First thing, one John two twenty seven. The Spirit is inside of you. That's for you. That's for you. The anointing that is in you, but the anointing that comes upon you, the Holy Spirit that comes upon you, is the experience to be desired. How many of you been to your black thunder? The black thunder? Yes, yes. Any water parks? Anybody? Yes. What are the water parks you've been? It's Wonderland. Back thunder. Okay, if I have never been to Black Thunder and I hear Dr. Navin saying, this ride, this ride, I'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, okay. But the moment I went and I got wet and I experienced it, I will come back and say, did you go and do that? Oh, wow, you know, you come back with your own stories. That's exactly it is. Holy Spirit that comes upon you is an experience. you got to experience. I can't teach you. That's why vision cannot be taught. It has to be caught. Amen? So you have to experience. How do you experience? The more you're connected. Every day you get up in the morning and you say, God, the most important thing to know in my life is to know you. The most important to do in my life is to love you. Amen? You remember these two things? To know and to do. The most important things to know in my life is to know you. The most important things to do in my life is to love you. If you think the most important thing, the first thing to know in my life, how many people liked my Facebook status? Or how many WhatsApp messages I received? Or how many Instagram click I received? Every day say, God, I want to love you more, know you better than the previous day. That's the thirst, the hunger. That's the poor in spirit. Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount talks about. The poor in spirit, it's not the dirty rags you wear. It's the desperateness. God, I can't make it without you. It is an experience to be desired. Amen. It is an experience. It's a desire. You got to have the desire to every day say, God, I need this. I need to walk with the fullness of your Holy Spirit. That's why... The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means Holy Spirit comes over and you kind of get lost in that. Amen. So there is no two spirit. It's you get lost in that thing. So number two, it is a privilege to be enjoyed, though we are not worth to receive it. It is a privilege to be enjoyed. John chapter 7 verse 38 and 39 it says, he who believes in me, again I'm reading from Amplified, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scriptures has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. It is a privilege. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not your right. It's your privilege. You understand? Many times we confuse our responsibility with our worship and responsibility are two different things. Responsibility is to do with discipling the nations, bringing the kingdom on earth. Worship is your intimacy with the Lord. These two are so essential. So, worship and rulership are two different things. Worship is your connection, your intimacy. Rulership is your mandate. Are you getting my point? So, worship is your intimacy. That's why everything will fail one day. One thing will keep on continuing. What is that? Worship. That's who you are. That's who I am. We are called to worship. Number two, the mandate is what? Bring my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So, we should never compromise one on the other. These two are essential as long as we live in this earth. So, this is why it says here, you know, he who believes in me, out of him shall flow the rivers of living water. What does that mean? When the more you are aware of the consciousness of the presence of God lives inside of you, every word that comes out of you. You will be kingdom conscious. Amen. You won't have the sacred secular mindset. You know who is having the sacred secular mindset? The guy who is religious. He would say, Sunday I went to church. Communion, white and white. I went fasting to get the communion. You click all those things, now you come on with an entitlement. Lord, now I did everything, you got to bless me. Just because I fasted 40 days, now God is going to bless me. Just because I have paid my tithes, I'm going to bless. Just because I go to church, I'm going to be blessed. You don't come to church for being blessed. You come to church because you're already blessed. You give because already God gave everything. You worship because he is worthy to be worshipped. Amen? Isn't it good? that's the truth. The moment a mindset says, I have done this, so now God will show up. We lost it. The surrender comes when we say, God, wow, I am so insignificant. But you choose me. And you put me next to me. You say, let's rule together. Wow, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. You and me don't deserve it, but it is a privilege. Number three, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 we read, we read just before and then Luke 24 49 it says, Behold I will send forth upon you what my father has promised. That's Jesus talking. But remain in the city Jerusalem until you are clothed with the power on high. So what does that mean? It is a power to be endured and to witness. So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, are—it it is a power to endure and to witness. Why we need to endure? Because there is always challenges around you. Everywhere you turn, people will tell you an opinion. That too in India, opinion comes freely. Advice is one thing in India, you no need to ask for. You walk just normally towards your office, somebody will tap the shoulder and say, shoelace brother, you can better tie it better like this. Somebody, India is a land of advices. Like America is a land of opportunity. India is a land of advices. Everyone will give you an advice. You wear one dark lipstick, they will come and say, have you tried the lighter one? This is matching on your Chudidar and your Jimiki. Enda mole jimiki kamal. This is why we have to always understand this is why the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We need his opinion becomes the most important opinion amen say this after me the opinion of jesus is the most important opinion in my life that's why we need the holy spirit so that we can endure we can go through this all this nonsense we can go through that's so why if you are single and you are crossing 30 everyone in your family will come and sit and say what's going on what happened Where this is going to go? You know, hey, I'm going to have a heart attack. And then if you are married, they will still say, still no babies? I want to see babies. Before, before I want to see my grandson peeing on my face. That's how the old village people say, now thank God we have diapers. Listen, this is why we kind of get into this thing like, hey... I need to do this because auntie is asking me. I need to do this because pastor is asking me. I need to do this because this, this and that. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you know you are confident. You are seated next to Christ. You will endure and you will be a witness. Amen. That's why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Baptism means, in other words, being immersed. That means you are filled. You are completely surrendered. So people look at you and say, this guy I cannot manipulate. Why? If you manipulate to get it, you have to manipulate to keep it. You're getting my point? So, it's so important that we endure and we witness. What is witness? What God has done. You share it to others. That's it. Number four. Okay. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Please do yourself a favor. Read the book of Acts. It's only 28 chapters. It's a beautiful book. It talks about... It's one of my books. It's better than the action, you know... So action movies you have watched. Anyway, it's the fifth, fourth one. It says, it's the command to be obeyed. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. While they were being in the company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait on what the Father has promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, for many days now you will be baptized and be replaced and introduced to in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It's a command. Walking with the Holy Spirit is not an option for you. It is a command for every New Testament believer. People think that is for the Bendigast brother. The Tamil people can't say Pentecost. Bendigast. That's for the Bendigast brother. It's not for the Bendigast. It's for everyone. Amen. The thing is, it is a command. We don't like the word command. Why? Because we right now live in a culture, it's a rebellious culture. Who are you to tell me how should I lead my life? That's how. It's a world rebellion. They call it self-rights, rights movement. It's called freedom. It's not freedom. It's just suddenly a girl wakes up in the morning and says, no, 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 I don't feel anymore more a girl. I want to be a boy. You know, it's a rebellious culture we live in. And that's why God, we don't like that word command. But I like to use another word. It's called the guide. What does a guide does? He always takes us to the original design. Amen. It is a guide to be obeyed. You want to go to your original design? You want to go to your original destination? Yes. Get on agreement with the Holy Spirit. Exactly. If you don't have an agreement with the Holy Spirit, your destiny is lost. Amen. Everyone has a destiny. No one is an accident. I always say this. There may be illegitimate parents. But there are no such thing called illegitimate child. Everyone has a destiny. There is no such thing called oops. You may be a oops to your parents. But you are not oops to the mind of God. Amen. That's why before you are formed. Jeremiah 1, five says. Before Abhishek is formed. In his mother's womb. God Put a plan in such a way, he is going to live for his glory. He is going to bring forth the beauty that God has put inside of him. If you embrace that, if you ask that, God is going to reveal it to you. Amen. Number 5. Acts chapter 2 verse 39 and Ephesians 5.18. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. Acts chapter 2 verse 39. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and for all that are far away, even to and far, as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself and then acts chapter sorry ephesians five eighteen says, "Do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. The reason why God gives you the Holy Spirit it is a promise you need to claim. It is a promise. God has given you this promise. He wants to give you. People say, I am not that Holy Spirit type person. I am more a word person. Have you heard that thing? We are a word church. We are a spirit church. How, how can you separate those two things? It's like, you know, you, you, your word word is out to the spirit and people say, I am more a spirit person. So, spirit person means you got to be lunatic. The spirit in you don't make you a lunatic. The spirit in you makes you courageous for the kingdom of God. Amen. People think lunatic. There's one guy 40 years ago. He thought he is the Elijah. God made him an angel. So he jumped from the tree and he he thought he was going to fly. But he broke his legs and hips. I don't want to name the name because he is a well-known guy. It was 40 years ago in the same state where we are here right now. Some of you if I tell the name you might know. Your parents might know. He said, I am the Elijah. He gathered everyone. 400 people were there. He was on the top tree. He wanted to put even the wings. He jumped. Boom! The gravitational force. He should have done it in the moon. At least it would have glided a little bit. That's what I'm saying. That's why people look at this and there is another tsunami pastors. You do like this, everybody fall this side. You do like that, everybody fall this side. That's why people think, Holy Spirit means I don't want to get into this weird stuff. Everybody going to push me down, push me, pop pop. po, us. Po, po, it's not that. It's the one that lives inside of you, that equips you, that to take you to your place, to be seated next to Christ so that you can rule this world. Amen. Come on, I am preaching good. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. This is why God has called you. This is a promise. So, say this after me. I have the Holy Spirit. I am not, 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 not weird. I am not a lunatic. I have the Holy Spirit. So, I can rule the world with Christ. That's why you are. It's not to like, oh, oh, oh. you know, there is no burden For that you go and learn classical music. They will teach you steps. Amen? Only two amens. Amen? Amen. Okay. Guys, I want to... I, I, I'm not mocking. I'm just don't get me wrong. But just the point. We sometimes overemphasize something and we underestimate other stuff. That's why some people are like, I'm word brother. Word. It's a word church. Amen. Hello. Praise the Lord. Yes. And then the other group, like it's like, receive it, receive it. It's, you're receiving the saliva, nothing else. <laughs> I still remember one pastor started, you know, the, the pushing ministry. They have some of them. They push, 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 and this guy was possessed, and he was push, 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 push all the way. And then he opened one eye. He said, "Murchingla." Did you finish? (laughs) It's not for that. You know, I have a habit not even to put my hand so heavy on people. Why? Because I no need to help the Holy Spirit. Say this after me Holy Spirit is capable and fully equipped to do the job by himself. I no need to help him. It is a privilege. He works with me. me. Wow! Not like push, push. And I still remember. I leave the name of the country unnamed. I went to this one lady. She was very big. This pastor is pushing. I think he got pain on his arms because she is not moving an inch. Man, she is like. I will be like the mountains are surrounded by Jerusalem. The Lord surrounds His people. He's like, receive, receive. You can actually take the sponge and squeeze the receiveness. Okay, a little bit gross, but anyway. Point number six. Is it six? Acts chapter 11, verse 17. And Luke eleven thirteen. If God gave them the same gift equally. Say, equally. And he gave them to us when we believed Adored, to trusted in, and relied on the Lord Jesus Christ. Who was I, and what power or authority had I to interfere, or hinder, or forbid, or withstand God? That's Acts eleven seventeen. Luke eleven thirteen says, "If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, gifts that are to their advantage." For your children, how much more your Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask Him. Number six is this. It is a gift to be received. Amen. It is a gift. What do you do with the gift? One, one of my friends, he showed me, he said, Ana, this is what I got for my wife. It's a beautiful iPhone. She doesn't know that. And I said, wow, this is nice. I'm keeping it for her birthday it's a gift to be received somebody gave me this phone i didn't pay for it it's a gift to be received somebody bought me the shoes i didn't pay for it. i look a little bit trimmed because uh, we are graduating no so I have to wear a shirt <laughs> t-shirt won't look so nice anyway so that's why i'll back on t-shirt next week but that's the thing it's a gift to be received somebody bought you stuff so you don't pay for it that's the same way the holy spirit give the baptism is a gift so you don't need to work for it, you don't need to strive for it, you don't need to beg for it, you don't need to kneel down, bang your head, you don't need to cry, you, know, you don't need to You don't need to scream, you don't need to say. The Bible is not for beggars, it's for believers. Amen? Amen. When you believe, you will see the glory of God. Not even when you beg, when you scream, when you bargain, when you make a deal with God. I don't know about you, when I grow up as a teenager, I used to bargain with God. If you do this to me, I will do this to you. Make sure that girl sends me the love letter. I still remember dating one Hindu girl. She used to send me a love letter. You know, one word is Om Sri Raghavendra Namagaya, slash Jesus never fails. Some of you might know the story, you know. So I would be saying, God, if she does that, Sunday I will go white and white. Saturday it comes. Sunday I am going there. Alleluia, stotram, stotram, stotram. And then come back, it's atram, atram, atram. And this is the reason, uh, that's a reason, that's a mentality, bargain. Then the other one is called bribing. Lord, if you do this to me, I will do this. You know, take a piece of paper, write, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Like, you know, some people, they write us all those stuff. Some religious worldview, they write their same thing. Bargain. If you do this, I will do that. Or beg, please, Lord, I'm nothing. I'm like a Jacob Sirupuchi. Like a Jacob. I'm like a small Insect. God didn't send his son for a small insect. If he has to send for a small insect, a repellent spray is enough. God so loved the insects, he sent a spray. That's it. God so loved the world, that's you and me, he sent his son. Come on. So don't say, I'm nothing. Sometimes that's the thing. We think that's humility. Nothing. Humility is not thinking yourself less about yourself. Humility is thinking yourself less. Amen. So, it is a gift to be received. Put your hands up in the heaven and say, it is a gift. I'm not going to work for it. Even if I work for it, it's not going to be, uh, it's, it's not available for that. I'm going to receive it by faith. My papa paid it. Amen. Last but not the least, it is a blessing to be sought. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a blessing. You know why? Because my spirit is messed up. I'm a messed up person. I need him every day to live a life of blessing. The Abrahamic covenant that God said, you shall be a blessing, is given to us through his son Jesus. So every day, walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit is a blessing. Why? When you open your mouth, you have either... (coughs) Two options, either to speak junk or to speak life you have every day people who come close to you that 's why my prayer is in for papa 's house when I think about you I pray God when they come close to Dr Navin when they come to come close to Dr. Justin when they come close to your daughter Merlin, they will encounter the fragrance of Jesus amen that's why the world He's longing for. The world does not look for another actors. The world looks for someone who can be authentic. Someone who can say, I was just like you, messed up. But the one who lives inside is the one who took me so far. He is capable of doing the same thing in your life. Amen. That's why we need him. That's why we need to cry out to Him. That's why we need to say, God, it's not an event. So that's why, to summarize it, baptism of the Holy Spirit is not an event, it's a lifestyle. Amen? Say this after me baptism of the Holy Spirit is not an event, it's not a Sunday thing, it's not the tarrying meeting, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. The more you are filled, that's why John said, he beautifully prophesied, he said that I may decrease, he may increase. What does that mean? That means when you are connected with the spirit, your spirit gets lost. People look at Abhishek, people look at Kanna and they say, you look normal like me. But when you open up, when you share, when you speak, the way you do stuff, it's so different. In the world, don't have a language for those things. They call it vibration. They call it feeling. They call it, you know, kind of good mood. It's arrived. Why don't we all stand up? I want to pray this morning before we finish.